I hope I got her name right because I've been struggling to get her name right for for a while, and I don't want to mess it up. And today's topic, before I welcome Suzanne formally, um, I wanted to give you guys a brief background about why I decided to do this uh, this podcast today. Uh, today's podcast is called Stereotypes in Cinema. I did not use the word Bollywood, Hollywood. in the cinema in cinema for a reason i i wanted to have a larger discussion about stereotypes and i will give you guys a brief background as, as to where i am coming from and why i reached out to suzanne to talk about it now we've all grown up in this generation at least english speaking indians who have seen different stereotypes being portrayed through the world of cinema now when i say cinema it could be television series too it could be uh, it could be uh, movies so whether it's uh, apu in simpsons whether it's the indian always being the geeky nerdy guy in american cinema uh, when it comes to uh, i don't know why americans do this but indians are not asians everybody else is asian uh, it's it's very weird but that's another stereotype which is very north american when it comes to those stereotypes you know all martial artists like every asian is supposed to know martial arts for some odd reason in cinema that that's a stereotype when it comes to stereotypes in india we don't even realize how many stereotypes we have in our own movies in our own creation where different uh, ethnicities different races different castes are are stereotyped in a certain way now uh with suzanne i came across her work in india uh, you know she speaks first of all she speaks so many languages uh, so yeah, suzanne is perfectly indian because indians are used to uh, being multilingual and suzanne is multilingual herself and uh then i came across her work so i reached out to suzanne and i asked her whether she would like to you know discuss this subject with me because it, at times it's a sensitive subject too and it needs nuance and she said yes so suzanne thank you very much for coming It's my pleasure. So let let's start over here, Suzanne. When 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 somebody talks to you about, I know when I reached out to you on WhatsApp, your experience uh, as as an artist in India has been uh, very positive, as you told me. So maybe we can start yeah. with your journey before we delve a little bit into the stereotypes in cinema. Could you tell everybody about your journey? Because I was so happy. to hear when we were talking on whatsapp and you said kushal i have nothing but positivity to share about india and i was like wow so so maybe we can start on a positive note before i start hammering on everyone <laughs> no it was really it was not something that i planned i was just on holiday in dubai after i finished an acting assignment in germany and i met production controller there a good friend of mine now raj putran and he introduced me to a director who was um, casting a small part for the movie shot there ompuri was in it and some other people were in it and it was really a tiny part and after we shot we befriended each other it was very interesting i like to hang out on sets and i was like very interested in the whole technical aspect as well the camera work the light work i'm not only an actor who wants to be in front of the camera i like the whole what what all goes behind it how how much work is behind any project and so after that we were we became friends he invited me to india i came here first time 2004 in september and uh, i met uh, he had a show running at that time he was not doing only movies he was a tv show producer ajay sinha and he had a very big show at that time called um, oh one second <laughs> okay what was the name of the show 
Oh, wow. I have a blank. Okay, so uh, I did meet everybody on the set of that show, Varun Vadola, Harshaya, Nikki Anirawalia, and uh, it was Astitva Ekprim Kahani. So on that set, I met all these actors and I befriended his wife as well, Ajay's wife as well, and the son. And uh, I stayed with them for like a few weeks and met Dolly Tarkol here as well and Ali Padamsi and moved around Mumbai. What was much more difficult at that time, taxis to get were not so easy and it was a whole different time at that time. The first mall was coming up in Infinity Mall. Uh, Hypercity was a dream it hadn't uh, been there yet and uh, it was a very different time it's, it's only 17 years but in mumbai has changed so much so uh, then i flew back to germany and he called me in december that same year in 2004 and he said there is a part of a british character in my tv show astitva and do you want it and i was like ah! <laughs> no question about it so I uh, accepted the part, got the part, played Catherine uh, Sitwa in London and in India, in Mumbai. It was an amazing experience. And after that, I looked for more projects and I got a lot of work. All right. So in, in your view, if if I was to ask your views, now I have a certain view, and but this podcast is not about just my views. It's about the views of my guests. And do you think just stereotyping in general uh, in cinema or because I'll tell you, I'll give you a very different uh, uh, example from the world of comedy. Now, every uh, I hope most people have heard of Russell Peters. Russell Peters' entire comedy routine is playing with stereotypes. You know, he, he always has the Chinese stereotype, the Indian stereotype. And, you know, Russell tries to mock people using stereotypes and, and, it, and he tries to show every culture their blind spots. And he tries to basically Russell has made a life out of milking stereotypes in a positive way, not in a negative way. Right. But, but if yeah. I was to ask you, what, where do you stand on this whole larger issue of stereotypes in cinema do you think it's a good thing a bad thing or maybe it's a bit of both i think we first have to understand what stereotyping is because if somebody comes into the um, you you come into the world and you don't know about stereotypes your child yeah you don't know what that is and you just uh, you play with anybody you don't look at people you have a very fresh point of view and by living in the society, what is a must? You, you cannot not live in the society. You're being formed by the society. So then comes into, the, into play that you see a certain person and you had an association with that person and an opinion about the person. And then you see somebody who's similar and then you get the same, you, you put that into the same box. So I would say that's a kind of stereotyping. I would also say to some extent, I think it is even needed because if you, you, you cannot take everybody individually, you will go crazy. You cannot take each and every human being as they are and, and, and make all the differences. I mean, we know all of this. We want it to be like that, but that's a perfect world. So that's one thing. Then stereotyping, um, then life imitates art, art imitates life. So if we are stereotyping in life, then it's only natural that it will spill over into movies and into television. And stereotyping makes it easier. Yeah. If you just make a character in a box, yeah, from all the sides, it's fitting. It's very easy for you to accept it as an audience because you don't have to think outside of the box. You just see, okay, ek hai, gori hai. 
हल्का सा हिंदी आती है या कुछ नहीं आता है या शी इज लाइक दिस शी इज लाइक दैट एंड वो वो कॉमेडी ऑटोमेटिकली बन जाते हैं या द आइडियलाइजेशन ऑफ दैट शी इज ट्राई टू स्पीक हिंदी इन दैट शी लव्स द इंडियन कल्चर दैट काइंड ऑफ फील आई प्ले दोज कैरेक्टर but because they're positive characters i don't mind them i find it is more difficult when you're going towards a negative portrayal of foreigners where the stereotyping is going towards uh, abuse drug abuse or the stereotyping goes towards prostitution and the stereotyping goes towards all these things that are not that you don't want to be <laughs> having um, i don't know you you cannot make these assumptions that you see just one bunch of people are doing just one thing and one bunch of people they're just doing the other thing and that's when it becomes dangerous you know what what was interesting is i was actually reading the history of problems in cinema and and uh and i i i actually when i had ravina on the podcast too i'd spoken about this um a research paper that i had studied which basically looked at uh, bollywood and hollywood they obviously it was uh, they had a limited sample set and they they looked at certain movies keyword analysis topic analysis story analysis and what they tried to see is what what kind of stereotypes so, so there are gender stereotypes there are there are race stereotypes there are multiple stereotypes that i come come across and they did not find a statistically significant difference between bollywood or hollywood by the way and then i mm. when i was thinking like uh, you know we've come a long way like if i remember hollywood in the early 40s 50s 60s and they would do those horrendous things like blackface right? they they used to do those horrendous things very openly and 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 uh, by the way i i clearly remember a pakistani skit in, on on cricket and the whole skit was there was a pakistani cricket analyst and on the other side there was another pakistani who was playing a bangladeshi cricket analyst and and see i'm giving the same example but even in that case this brown person from pakistan did a black face to portray a Pak- a bangladeshi there uh people can check it out uh, it's available on the internet too and they they apparently it's supposed to be a funny segment and they added the black face into it and then you look at uh, what happens in um, the other sides of uh, you know in the west and and you have that face by the way uh, the black face stick has ended at least in the, in the west now nobody does it anymore uh, except if you're a bodybuilder and you have to do it and it's uh, because they just spray tan themselves because that's just the way it is so as of now only bodybuilders do it uh, you know they they have to do it apparently the the detail on the body just comes in in a certain color so they're allowed they're not cancelled anymore but in india or in bangladesh or in the subcontinent this was done just a few years ago in in a comedy skit in pakistan and i was like wow we don't get it apparently but then that goes away and then you have these uh, these caricatures created where i mean i know the standard joke right oh that asian people don't know how to drive this is a very standard joke made in american television all the time like because you just mentioned this uh, uh, on um, Uh, on you know how life imitates art and sometimes art imitates life uh, and it's a two way process now what how do we because look let's be real stereotypes at times are correct too uh, because if you look at the average indian in the united states of america 
although the mm. sample size is very limited it is not a representative sample of india but the indians who are in america are very good at tech whether we like it or not they are good at tech so if you were having a stereotype about indians in america they're just tech geeks you'd actually not be wrong or let's say a generation before them a lot of them own 711s and if that stereotype is portrayed or gas stations like punjabis owning petrol pumps in america is actually a pretty safe thing to say or let's say being a truck driver because they do do go into these professions and you know it is just a, a you know sociological realities but how do we present it in a palatable way in cinema if i was to ask you that i think that's up to the filmmakers to ask themselves what kind of uh, characters they want to uh, portray on any given uh, platform you know the the uh, projects that are being made that you're asking yourself is this a stereotype or is this somebody who's really like this or are we going to um um yeah how are we portraying people in a right way you know because as you said uh people who were in emigrating and going to america they they got the job because of their skill so that and then it becomes a stereotype even though the job requirements in their country were for techies from here because people there couldn't do it or they had a bigger requirement because why are people going there and then suddenly it becomes a stereotype hmm and then the other thing uh, uh as an actor you don't have much influence on these kinds of stories or uh, you can only do a very little a very limited thing uh, because i had encountered a few uh, situations where i was trying to talk to the producer about it um there was a sequence in a tv show where there was uh, my daughter was getting married or yeah somebody was getting married and she wanted to wear a, a white dress and then they were like no because she's marrying an indian boy she should wear a sari so she was wearing a red sari but then the heroine of that show she had to wear a white dress so she came in a white dress like they were saying no white dress but she had to wear the white dress because yeah okay so these kinds of uh, <laughs> then it can go in the other direction as well that uh, it, it's removed from reality that i was seeing you you cannot nobody else should wear white at the wedding except the bride if you are in a church that is a christian way of doing it you you want it or you don't want it to be but then um, the situation was like this that she wanted to wear a white dress so she was wearing the white dress and then i was saying but guys you are um yeah not 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 abusing but you are this is not nice towards the uh, people the christians who are watching the show maybe because you you are uh, showing it in the wrong way and i see this wrong presentation a lot of times with um yoga in the west a very painful depiction of yoga where they are calling it a yoga center and then they throw everything in the pot you know they they make a mishmash out of it and they're adding all kinds of from from uh, reiki to uh, acupuncture to and, and then they're calling it all yoga and i go like oh my god you cannot research i mean the moment you do a little research then you can't use these stereotypes anymore so but as i said as an actor you have very limited um very limited influence on any pro- uh, given project so so uh, so you've actually hit the nail on the head and this is uh, this is this was going to be my next follow up to you about the research bit so 
the, what I have seen when at least in Indian cinema, full disclosure, I have stopped watching Indian cinema for a while. I just it's it's a time time uh, decision because I rather read books and I am happy reading books. And I have nothing against Indian cinema. Uh, full disclosure, I wish them well. I wish them all the success and happiness. But my point is that uh, research, uh, bad research turns me off. Now, this is a factual statement. Let's say um, I, I can't uh, take the name of the person who had shared the story because uh, uh, and I'm going to create a parallel way of explaining the story without uh, giving away the movie or something. Let's say you have a movie where you're showing a procession that is of Shias. But the director just wants to market it as a generic Muslim thing. And they say, add a Sunni bit in it. Now, that's actually insulting to the Shia community because it's not according to their faith. And it's equally insulting to the Sunni community. And this has actually happened in Indian cinema. I clearly remember this because when somebody narrated the story, I actually went and checked it. And I was like, damn, yeah, they, they really messed this one up. So here's the bit I don't understand. And then I started looking at all Muslim representations everywhere. And, and I did realize that even when it comes to Hindu representations, Muslim representation, like they don't understand the difference between a Catholic wedding or a, or a Protestant wedding or a Lutheran or anything. They just, they, there is a Christian thing. Somebody's going to throw the thing somebody's going to catch the thing they're going to throw something there's going to be the father walking the bride and they, they don't know the nuances if it's a hindu wedding they think everybody does that saad fere they don't realize that hindus don't do saad fere different hindus do different things and and it is, it is pretty everybody's yeah. hearing the the turban oh, yeah. yeah 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 so so but why do you think they they are so pathetic at research, I mean, does research cost so much money, or they're just lazy and they they or or they they are they are condescending to their audiences? Ooh, that's a harsh one, condescending to the audience. But sometimes that is hitting the nail on the head as well, no? Because if the audience is accepting it and they are not um, saying anything about it, at the same time, how does the audience say anything except by ratings? They, they stop watching, but then you don't know why do they stop short, uh, watching because if some, if you stop watching a show because you're not uh, liking the way people are being portrayed in it, uh, they will blame the lead characters of the show that they don't have any charisma and they're not pulling in the audience. So if the audience <laughs> would want to say something about the stereotyping then, uh, or the lack of research, how would it even reach those people who are making uh, the projects. I, I, as an actor, I love a backstory. I love to have something where I could put teeth in and I, I, I make up my own backstories because many a times you're coming into a show and uh, I heard so many times somebody said, just be yourself. I said, my that's why I, I didn't become an actor just to be myself. You know, if I want to be myself, I'm at home. I'm with my family. I'm with my friends. Or the way I'm talking to you now, that's me. But if I want to be somebody, that's why I'm an actor, because I want to be somebody else. So if you just say, just be yourself. And then I come and then I make my backstories and that's a research. And I love doing that. So I don't understand why they don't do the research or if somebody comes with the knowledge. I did another movie and I had a big discussion about the name of the character because the name given to me, she was saying it is a German name. And I said, I'm German. I never heard this name. This name is not German. 
I can show you. I googled it even. I asked my family. I asked my parents, is this name German? And they're like, what? <laughs> so uh, I was given a German name in a Hollywood movie, a Bollywood movie that was not German. And I tried to tell the director about it and she was not ready to listen to me. So what, what do you do then? You can't, there's only so much I can do. So I guess uh, it's just the bottom line matters. People don't care about accuracy in general, people. So I guess the other side to the argument in defense of uh, bad research would be uh, it's not the job of the of the creator to do actual researches because cinema is about suspension of belief. When a person, uh, I, I'm asking you whether is this the reason when, when I go to a cinema hall or where I watch something on the OTT and I'm, I'm looking at my television set, I don't want uh, someone to stand there like a teacher going, okay, accurate one out of 10, two out of 10, hundred out of hundred kind of a scenario. I just want suspension of belief. I'll give you an example on a, a so Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's a physicist, he's a scientist. He he does this a lot when some movie comes and it is on science fiction or science, especially in the realm of physics. So Neil deGrasse Tyson has this habit of looking at all the scientific claims made in the movie and then he starts breaking them down. This is unscientific, this is not science, this is this, this is that. And he is like the proper, you know, party pooper on social media who always destroys every single thing in science fiction or science-based movies. He says, this is not... So he has these levels, right? He's like, okay, this is an interesting concept, but I have not seen even a thought representing something like this. And this is just not possible in the realm of physics. So he he, hmm. he would actually, uh, you know, he started looking at Avengers and he was like, what the hell are these guys talking about? This is not possible. That is not possible. So, so what do you do? Where do we draw the line? Is there a line according to you where, where, something is just blatantly obvious. Like, that's why I use the blackface example. That's just blatantly obvious. We should not do yeah, that's, that. That's very, that's very but, obvious. But in these things, like you said, it's not a German name. And if you ask me, I would find it offensive. If Why am I being given something which is not a German, German name? It's, it's actually unfair on people. But then what do we do in such a scenario? Um, I had a very clever co-actor who used to tell me, uh, don't ask any questions, don't get in trouble. Because I was asking too many questions. And then the director was getting really pissed over at me and yelled at me and everything. So, uh, yeah. So he was just giving me this little advice. So an actor always has to see and gauge Samne Kaun Kaun Hai. Unka dima ka kaam karte hai, ki nahi kaam karte hai, kya ho raha hai, unki dunia mein. And you have to ask, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you find somebody who's actually able to talk, where you are able to say something, and that can be incorporated. If I'm telling you, you're getting it from the horse's mouth. I can't be more knowledgeable about my own country, or can I? And the same should be done in other countries as well. Big Big Hollywood movie, super hit, one actor in it, and he's a South Indian guy. I can see it. And what is his name? He got a North Indian name. And I go like, ah, these kinds of things should not happen. And I'm very sure that the actor was also hitting his head. And the question is there, are they also like that in Hollywood that an actor cannot say anything because they gave me the impression 
that there is more um you can give more creative input but maybe that's just a myth so i don't know it's, we we are limited in what we're doing we can only do as much as we are allowed to do as an actor so sometimes it's was, painful something hmm if i was to ask you our discussions around stereotypes i'm i'm not talking about on the record but let's say off the record when people are there on a movie set or just uh, you know in a in a scenario where they're going for dinner or just hanging out do they have these discussions just creative people whether they are actors or whether they are directors or whether they are producers do they have these discussions where they they have a sentiment of getting over stereotypes and not portraying people as in a certain box do they think like that i wouldn't know i i haven't had any um in-depth discussion with people except with my husband who's the one person where i'm gelling with and i'm, I'm chatting with these things uh, with akil and uh, we we look at uh, we look at the stuff that we watch online very deep we're looking at the stereotypes but we're also looking how people are with each other and how they're trying to normalize certain stereotypes or they're trying to normalize situations where i'm thinking this is getting a little bit out of hand because uh, in every movie there's to be a gay couple in every movie there's a white woman and a black guy in every movie in every tv show these things are being shown now and they're being normalized i don't mind having it but is it really like that the reality now there in america that everybody is everybody it, it it happens all the time is that also not a stereotyping because i don't know how many are there i have one gay friend and he was in a relationship but that's one story around me and uh, is is that so normal that we is is that going into a stereotyping in another direction where you're showing it as something that is something you want to have to achieve to aspire to is it the way we are supposed to be in the future all right that's very interesting so i guess what you're saying is that uh, um uh in in especially in hollywood you do have these trends where a given example of uh, you know shows that are consistently or you know before people judge me well i am so i was watching walking dead yeah i still watch walking dead uh, uh guilty as charged <laughs> so uh, what i noticed was there was there was a there was a particular way the walking dead was till season 6 and season 7 right and then america yeah. changed the politics in america changed the social politics in america changed the way academia reacted and the hold of academia on american society changed so suddenly uh, the walking dead has a lesbian role okay. then the walking dead has a, a gay role i have nothing uh, against lesbians or gays nor do i have a problem no, with those characters in the series i'm actually glad the yeah. characters came but it it is so it obvious works. that yeah, it, yeah that the american social landscape changes here and the casting okay. in walking dead changes here and then and then yeah. you have b- before that you did not have an african american and a uh, white man or a white woman as a couple in the walking dead everything happens after season 7 you can look at the game of thrones the same story in the game of thrones in the last two seasons you have a change you, you literally see these patterns on american television where you can literally see okay now so so 
it, it what i call this is this is the stamp of the diversity equity inclusion mindset on creativity where they they want to show but so if i am getting you right are you saying that in in this obsession of a diversity equity inclusion mindset we are actually perpetuating stereotypes if i'm getting you right it it feels like that it actually feels like that because i don't if every story has to come under the scanner for this and every story has to have these ingredients and what are we doing if you're telling the story and that story needs to be told and the story is of a lesbian girl who wants to go out in the world and do her thing fantastic yeah and if she's on the way meeting a black friend because that is just working with the story and the writer is writing in a flow and it comes naturally then i not even think about these things i will just go into the story and i will forget about all of this but if every 5 seconds i feel like somebody is doing this to me and the story is not flowing then i have the feeling it has been put in to um cover all the bases this is so fascinating that but you say this this is this is almost as if there is a mob sitting outside constantly looking to throw sticks and stones at you and you as a creative person are basically doing what uh, doing the necessary protection so that the mob doesn't attack you so if so if the mob comes at you you say look we had a lesbian character look we had a gay character we had an african american yeah. character we had this character yeah. we had that character it's a different story that that character had nothing to do with the movie at all but we still have all of them so we have completed our diversity quota of representing all kinds of things so so do you think this will have and a disproportionate yeah. impact on creativity Yeah and it is very sad because I watch a movie and then I see there is this girl who's really pretty and she is a African American and she's a fabulous actress and it just got her in to uh, tick off a stereotype box in my opinion because she's just there to be included and she's not being utilized yeah you can see so many shows there is this African American really gorgeous girl and she's the friend best friend of the white female character who's the lead of the show or the movie and then there is the quirky indian guy yeah and it's just ticking boxes and i would like to see their character either you bring it in and evolve it make it into a substantial uh, dimensional human being and not make it into a cartoon character where you just copy you know like okay done 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 and okay chalo but i find it sad but then how do we solve this problem right because i can flip it around and it's very interesting so, <laughs> make good stories think about good stories make a research and come up with stories that are engaging and that are uh, researched and make sense tell a story from your heart because i have the feeling people are just like are ya box office mein kya hota hai kya chal raha hai ya hum kaise kya abhi south movies hit mein hai to kaun se wale hum copy karenge abhi chalo chalo kya karenge yeah it is that kind of a thing is going on where you feel like don't you have a story to tell i have scripts lying here that i wrote with my uh, feelings with my emotion with my uh, complete obsession that i was drowning in i forgot what time it is and i was i was writing it and i was researching it and i just wanted to make a beautiful story where people go in and i'm, I'm I, i don't want to think about these things i just want to write stories i don't want to think about which boxes i have to tick or who i have to appease or what is going on but i want to do a good story i want to um, 
do good research and I will be open to discussion about it. I will bring people into a team who will question me, who will give me ideas. I will not be a captain of my ship if I direct a movie. I don't want to be the person where, where, where people are saying, oh, I can't tell her. I want to listen to everybody because the more opinions you take on board, maybe it is making your project better. I'm the captain. Yes, I will do this movie the way I see it, but I will not shut all the doors in my ears and not listen to anybody who might have a really good opinion and can bring something on board that I would have missed otherwise. It's story making. It's basically uh, the story making has to probably change, go back to creativity. But then, uh, if you don't mind me asking this, uh, every business ultimately is driven by the bottom line, right? If if there is no return on investment, as they say, ROI, uh, they're not going to pursue it. But do you think, uh, how much of it is driven by just monetary uh, goals or or it is, uh, it is uh, just... In America, I guess the, the, the entire culture has flipped. The, the, I think American society now at the creative realm is just about walking on eggshells. Everybody's walking on eggshells and everybody is scared. That, that's what's happening in the United States of America. But if I was to ask you from the perspective of just the return on investment, and let me play the devil's advocate here. Somebody might come and say, well, Suzanne, yeah, I get it. It might be creatively wrong. But at the end of the day, this sells. I'm just going to sell it because at the end of the day, I'm doing a business. What do you say to that? Is it selling? Is it selling nowadays? <laughs> because we're having an audience who has become very, very um, choosy, picky. And good stories are running. Good stories are being watched. Important stories are being watched. Yeah, I don't even need to know uh, to, to say the name of the movie. Yeah, uh, A story that needs to be told. A story that needs to get out, a story that has is is well done, or yeah, it it will automatically run. Why are there movies that you never heard of and they're running four to six weeks in the cinema? Because it's word of mouth. Somebody goes, sees a good movie, sees a good show, and then they go and they, the word spreads, and then more and more people go. And if it is something that people don't want to see, the exact opposite is also happening. If you say it's selling, yeah, show me, show me the numbers, and I'm. If that, everybody has to choose their own way. If you if you're saying this makes money and this is the way I'm going to do it, make it. But I see so many times it's not working anymore. So now uh, I'm gonna pick a couple of questions up because this is very important, and that's why I actually called you here. I wanted to talk about this. Like this is so true because Russians are always portrayed as goons in Indian cinema, whether we like it or not. They're not. They are portrayed always like that. You know, they, they are always the guys with the guns going out, trying to kill someone and or just nuke the living daylights out of everyone. Unfortunately, African-Americans or Africans in general are portrayed as criminals inside Indian cinema. And when it comes to the British, okay, I get many bad things were done by the British in the past. Uh, but what have what has that got to do with it today? But even today, like, do you think Indian cinema has come to a path where uh, we can get over these stereotypes where Russians can actually do just other things other than <laughs> trying to bomb the living daylights out of everyone? <laughs> it depends what kind of movie you're making. If it is a, a typical typical Bollywood movie, you will have to stick with the stereotypes. Yeah, I don't see any way around it. 
But if it is a, a different kind of a movie, then you can ask yourself if you, it, it might make it even more interesting if it is not. You know, if you can come up with some other story, if you can show people um, beyond their nationality. Because uh, when I came here in 2005, uh, it was a rarity that I was doing. I was doing TV, I was doing movies, I was different things. But uh, now more and more actors are coming into India. And I think there's a market for it as well, because uh, we're getting more and more, it's getting more and more open, it's more and more cosmopolitan, more and more stories where um, foreigners are not just background uh, or, or bahus or whatever, you know. I think it could be interesting if you can uh, expand this and go beyond this labeling. But if it's a typical Bollywood thing, then it will just it will stay like that. As long as these movies run, it will stay like that. Yeah, With the item song and the dancing in and the... <laughs> because they're stereotyping not only us, they're stereotyping themselves. Yeah, it, it, it and is some depressing. actors have become a stereotype. Some actors have become a living stereotype. They have become a copy of themselves. What they used to be fresh and what they used to be when they started their career and what was a, a, a big success at that time, they, they're copying now. They, they have become a stereotype of themselves. They can't invent themselves fresh. You know, okay, I have aged. I have to step back. I have to reevaluate myself. I take up, pick different projects. You know, so they have become a, a stereotype. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question. How does one get out of this stereotype? Because this is a serious problem. So Arun Govil played the role of Bhagwan Sri Ram in the famous original Ramayana series. Look, that series gripped India like anything. Yeah. Till the extent I clearly remember people touching his feet as if he's really Lord Ram. That that's yeah. what people now. How the hell does one get out of that stereotype? That is like the uh, epitome of stereotypes. Imagine if you're Arun Govil and then you try to go and do the role of some Daku, you know, some decoit in a movie. Like people are never gonna forgive you. You just did Sri Ram and now you're doing decoit. So okay, solve this problem for me, Suzanne. <laughs> yeah, it's it's difficult. I think uh, Amita Bachchan went through that when he was trying to to do different characters in different parts, and uh, but he. Uh, persisted on doing different parts and to some extent it worked as well because he's doing things now that I wouldn't have imagined him being able to do a, a couple of years back. Like really uh, interesting cinema. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just difficult once if you get such a stamp uh, on you, I don't know what to do with that. that that's a difficult one that you just said because uh, even in the rerun during COVID, <laughs> the numbers people were watching that, no? Ramaya, it was crazy. It was crazy. So if, if it's such a hit, then I don't know what to do because uh, there is this, um, it's not such a, it's a big show. It's been running over 25 years in Germany and there's this one evil, carnival um, woman in the house who is like uh, the caretaker, but she's a big gossiper. So she used to get attacked on the roads in Germany as well because she, People perceived her as this person. They couldn't distinguish between the actor and the and the yeah. So I have not seen her in anywhere in anything else except this. That was her success, and that was also the end of of, of her. Because uh, I don't know if, if is is it still in 
this day and age where there's so much information about actors out as well that people can't distinguish between the character you're playing and the actor that you are because now, the charisma is not there anymore everybody's come come shift in with me malaika shift in with me or what everybody's doing some reality show and then everybody's opening up their doors and everybody's so accessible there is no there is no mystery around actors anymore so if there's no mystery you see them normally sitting on the sofa with a jeans and t-shirt and a cup of coffee then uh, i think they can take off from that stereotype that they got caught in with doing the same kind of characters for decades in a row so so in that sense it's actually a double edged sword in your opinion then that uh, if you get into a character that really takes off it's like a double edged sword because then people are just going to mold you in that particular image and and it's never going to change for you like i i remember smriti rani and her image i was about to say tulsi i was you just put it took it out of my mouth i was just about to say tulsi and yeah So yeah so you know Smriti Rani was like the bahu of India pretty much and you know her <laughs> success and the way she took off and so but <laughs> this is so hard because this is just capitalism at the end of the day this is the market dynamics playing out and the market is demanding a certain role and yeah so best of luck to those actors but here's a question somebody has asked it in a different sense but I'm going to twist it a little and ask you so when you came to India were you aware of indian stereotypes let's say you know bollywood movies punjabis are always shown to be drunkards like as if uh, and non vegetarian eaters by the way the reality is 70% of punjab is vegetarian i think punjab is the second or the third most vegetarian state of india but if you look at the punjabi stereotype it is they are either drunk or they are eating non veg i don't know why you know bengalis are mocked for being marxists all the time uh, and uh, and i don't know how to say it but northeastern women are insulted in a pathetic way and also white people are shown in a certain way especially white women are shown in a very demeaning way i say this with full responsibility were you aware of these indian stereotypes when you had come to india no no i came in really like <laughs> completely uh clueless yeah. i i had no idea about stereotypes i didn't even understand in the beginning this mumbai and maharashtra maharashtra is a state a state in because i was coming in and i was immediately uh, overwhelmed with so much work that i it took me some time to understand what what is going on and everybody was just then i was doing shooting for kasorti zindagi ki for balaji I was the Virangi Bahu, and I was just struggling with these fourteen, sixteen, eighteen hours days every day, and the Hindi language because they made my character speak Hindi, like only should Hindi. So, uh, and I was just saying, hey, "Yeh kya ho raha hai? Ne parni sakte koi hai ni madad karne ke liye to me kya karu?" So at that time, I was just everybody around me was my co-actor, and I didn't know anything about who is what. I wouldn't have been able to pick it up. Uh, seriously not i think an understanding like that only comes later because uh, we have this to some extent in germany as well but we all speak the same language we just have german there and we have like the, the north people they are like silent and sulky and the south people they are always just wearing a lederhose and they eat a sausage we have these kinds of stereotypes as well but uh, if you come from the outside you will not you will not see that i think that is a level down inside the culture 
the, the direct stereotypes that are happening in a society. I don't think that shows up to anybody who comes new to a country. But but do you think, uh, in your view, in your experience, uh, Indian cinema will ever come to a time where, like, I'll personally, I was a fan of Tom Alter. I used to love Tom Alter. I used yeah. to find him to be a very good artist. And my first uh, and my most cherished memory of Tom Alter, ironically, is not as him acting. My most cherished memory of Tom Alter is him interviewing Sachin Tendulkar. I think one of the first interviews <laughs> of the great Sachin Tendulkar when he was a young kid was done by Tom Alter. Tom Alter was fantastic. He mm-hmm. he spoke Hindi just like any regular Indian would, right? Because he was pretty much yeah, raised yeah. here. I know. He was born here. Yeah. I, yeah, I worked his, with him three times. He, he yeah, was born so, here and he, he felt Indian. He was Indian. Yeah, he was Indian. Now, he, in that sense, was pretty much accepted in Indian society. Like, But was Tom, in your view, the exception or the norm? No, yeah, the characters that he was being offered, they were not not stereotypes. They were all stereotypes. No? Whatever he was doing, he was not being able to uh, break out of that. But do you think today we, we will be maybe 5, 10, 15 years down the line? Do you think there can be a time in our society? Okay, I get it. India is uh, now... You know, and this will come with more urbanization, more breaking of caste barriers in India, more uh, intercaste marriages, inter-ethnic marriages, etc., etc. But do you see a time in India where there might be a movie where a white guy or a white girl just finds an Indian? And because I'll give you an example as an analogy of one of the most disturbing movies I saw in America. It was something to do with the green card of one. uh, I think it was called an American born confused Desi or something. I don't remember the movie name. It was years ago. And that was the most stereotypical movie of a second generation Indian girl marrying a white guy. But but do you think um, ever in the history of Indian cinema, there will be a time where you could just play a role of just a person who is just an Indian doing Indian things and the, you just happen to be white. Is what I'm saying? Your your skin color, your ethnicity, where you come from does not matter. And uh, we'll just be looking at people and yeah, he just happens to be that. Happens to be this. Do you think we have a scope for that? Ooh. <laughs> That's a, that's a very difficult question to answer just for me because uh, just by the way I look, I will always have to have a backstory, I think. I always have to have a backstory of where I came from. I think the most, the nearest I came to being just a character was in Makran Deshpande's movie, Sharuk Bola Kutsurat Hetu, where I was a half Indian. So my character was speaking some Hindi and she had a mom who was Indian and a dad who was uh, German and so... That was the nearest. I think if it, it because without a backstory, how will you make? Where, where do I come from? Why am I suddenly in this country? <laughs> you, you need to come up with something because So I don't just playing an Indian. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. There, there are actors who look Indian and can speak some Hindi, and they play play these kinds of characters. Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't think they're foreigners and they come here and because they have this uh, black hair and the eyes and the features or whatever, they can play an Indian character. But just playing 
no, I don't, I don't see that. I see an acceptance in society. I mean, I'm living my life here and I'm, uh, I, I go on the road and I do my shopping and I'm here and I'm there and, and people are just cool about it. I see an acceptance in society. I don't know if it will ever transfer on screen like that. Hmm. Have you noticed German stereotypes in Indian television, Indian cinema? I don't think so, no. No, because uh, I think there's such a minority. <laughs> uh, I have not. It's, it's, I, the, the stereotyping that's happening only is happening on Twitter. If somebody runs out of arguments, they throw Nazi at me. That's that's the biggest stereotyping that can happen, I think. It's, it's like, I don't know what to say to you anymore. I just call you a Nazi and the story is over. I'm like, okay, bye, be blessed, take care, love you. So <laughs> what else you want to say to people like that? So, so in a very weird way, and and uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, but do you think uh, even when it comes to obsession with white people, Indians are most obsessed with the British and American white people? Ah, uh, because they, the the majority are here, now from 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 those countries. I think because uh, I I don't know. I think we have one thousand five hundred Germans in the whole of India or something like that. So that's minusculous. Yeah, I don't know the exact number, but we have very little. We are just a few people here, and uh, I know only two others. No, three, but one is not here anymore. Uh, so, but stereotyping is something that is uh, the Germans in Hollywood. They get stereotyped a lot. Okay, can can you tell yeah. us about that? Then that that would be interesting. Because I had this experience that in two thousand and. Eight or nine, uh, a big German magazine came to me and they wanted me to talk about stereotyping and how I'm stereotyped here as the Nazi. And I'm like, hey, I'm not getting stereotyped as a Nazi because people are not, the, the, the stories are not like that here. You know, you don't have war movies, you don't have these kinds of things. So I'm not getting these kinds of parts. So they were very disappointed because I, I, I <laughs> they came with this, we want this. We want you, but we want the story that we have in mind. So please say what we want you to say. And I'm like, nah, I can't say what you want me to say because it's not the truth. So. All and right, then so, I, saw so the article later I saw the article later and then there were a lot of uh, Germans in LA and Hollywood and they were mostly cast as the, the yeah, but the goon or the Nazi or the bad guy, the very bad uh, German accent. They make them do that even if they just speak normal German. And I mean, they, they don't they don't get bigger parts as well. If they want to cast somebody as a German, they take Diane Kruger and make her German. So yeah, okay. So so they don't even get the Germans most of the time. <laughs> they just get someone else to no, play the German. No, no. I'm always laughing at these. Uh, these I mean, I can understand. You, you're taking, you're making a movie about you're, you're taking a German story, and then everybody in that movie is uh, an American or British actor. There's not one German in it. Wow. 
so i guess uh, when it comes to pathetic stereotypes it's just everywhere that's just second nature to human beings like uh, i mean you look at the italian stereotypes in hollywood right there is a particular way the italians are everybody is from uh, the the mafiosas the hand movements like this yeah. it was so funny like everybody is a mafiosa uh, i guess it, it's either mafiosas or they have to like baseball or something i have noticed apparently they have this obsession with baseball and they take the same actors they yeah. take the same actors we just saw comeback trail the other day with robert de niro and again the whole uh, the whole crew was the same kind of actors they were like okay x y z uh, yeah huh godfellas and uh, yeah so you can just tick them off you will see the same same kind of actors who are doing the same kind of characters uh, they they're getting stereotyped as well so okay so, so in that well, sense my stereotyping has been very diverse i played a british and i played french and i played uh, german and i played half indian and i played uh, from from anywhere you know been quite lucky in that respect but do you see uh so obviously you like and and I know you've always said that you, your story is very different but but do you see any um any hope when it comes to uh reduction in this uh, in the coming future let's say uh, in terms of uh, like I I'll tell you one thing that bothers me the most is uh you know like not just women from western europe but the other part of europe too uh the stereotyping those women face is it, it's very disturbing in india i get very disturbed what, what how they are portrayed it bugs me a lot internally i have always found it disgusting it is in fact i i, I if i see something like that i just switch off i i, I turn switch the off. movie yeah, yeah i yeah, i need to yeah it it's it, it's it bothers me no end but let's say if i you know through this platform if you were to give a message to um, to my viewers and my audiences who consume a lot of cinema a lot of ott material etc etc what would you give them as your message how do we in a subtle way let creators know that you know we also get bothered by these things maybe write to them because that's the only way i can see it uh Twitter is the best forum for that I think if you just go to the channel page and you write to them about a certain show uh, what bothers you in that show then it will definitely work because to some extent it just came to my mind something completely one second uh, we have these uh, new ott platform shows where i see the indian um, actors are trying to copy the west you get my drift about they they're giving gallies every 2 seconds they're constantly drinking something or the other or they're smoking cigarettes and i'm like what is going on i don't know anybody like that i don't see anybody coming home and putting opening a bottle of wine and immediately starting to drink i don't see that and it's it's and and every second you know a very confusing uh, translation of uh, american swear words you know just they they translated into something you're like what 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 was that supposed to be yeah so that is also happening so that their stereotype then then what is happening there are they take they taking the shows from there and copying it on themselves trying to be uh, progressive and cool or what what is going on there sorry to sidestep that it was just something that i have seen and i've discussed it with akhilas when and we were both like what is going on there why are there so many shows where the, the f word is being used constantly 
for no rhyme, no reason. And it sticks out like a sore thumb because it's not a natural thing. Well, that, that's I don't say much, uh, Indians uh, swear, but they swear very yes. colorful in a very different way. You, you have to write it in that way. You don't have to copy some script from somewhere else. You know. Sometimes I feel like the writing is hampering a lot as well. No. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised with that because if you look at Indian stand-up comedy too, when it comes to stand-up comedy in, in, in India, uh, if you look at the routine of 95% of Indian stand-up comics who are English stand-up comics, I'm not talking about the ones in Hindi or in other regional mm. languages, whether it's Marathi or any Southern Indian languages. They're pretty original. They, they, they have their own real experiences that they share. But the moment you see English stand-up comedy, you know they just have to drop in the F-bomb, um, you know, and uh, it just just goes on and on and on and on and on. And, and that's just... Uh, that's what we call wannabeism. It's it's a it's a it's a class of Indians who were uh, unfortunately for them born and raised in Mumbai and Delhi, but their hearts are in New York, London. It's so uh, weird. And... Why? Why would you do that? You have such a rich culture. Culture. You have such an amazing culture, and there's enough to make fun of in this culture. If you want to make fun of it, you don't need to take. Uh, you can't be a, a, an Indian Ricky Gervais. It's not happening because he's a different kind of a style. He's making a different kind of a, a black comedy and he's using swear words. But they draw, he's saying a sentence and it's somewhere there and you're not even realizing he said it. And here it's like somebody's saying a sentence and in the end he's like, oh, I said that word. Did you hear me? Uh, okay, yeah, underlined. Got it. And it's not necessary. I think there are people, you, you could be really good. Yeah, I think there, there's a scope for this here, definitely. And then in comedy, you need to play with stereotypes. Otherwise, where's the film? You can't make it without. I don't see there's a way out of this. In that yeah, which is, why, which is why Russell Peters is so wonderful. And I love Russell Peters for that because he's the one guy who got stereotypes right. He's the one guy who got them right. <laughs> so, so, uh, so before I let you go, Suzanne, I maybe I... This is my last question to you. All right. So tell mm -hmm. me some stereotypes which could be uh, positive. And, you know, maybe if these stereotypes came out, we would actually help society in a way. So I'll tell you why. I I'll use an example asked by a live viewer. And this is my last question to you. So Fearless Nadia played a female Zorro-like action star role in the 1930s mm -hmm. in Indian cinema. And she became a legend for her Hunter Wali roles. I mean... So yeah. would you consider uh, that uh, as a positive stereotype or if we, I want to end on a positive note, what do you think would be some of the positive stereotypes that if we use them uh, actively, whether in Hollywood or in Indian cinema, we could actually uh, add value to the society? The Indian loving foreigner, the foreigner who comes and wants to study about the country and the culture and is being exposed to the richness of the culture. I played those characters and they were very uh, nice to play because you are uh, showing uh, how rich this country is. Like the, the same question, the question that I get again and again, why India? Why do you stay there? I said, where do I get to go on a plane, fly one hour, land in a different country and still be in India? and act in that. I was just, last year I shot in Kochi, my first Malayalam movie, I was talking in English, but I flew to Kochi and I felt like I'm somewhere else. 
different food, different language, different signboards, but the essence is Indian. So I said, that is such a wonderful thing. And if you can just show a foreigner who travels through India and sees maybe not only the X, Y, Z things, but sees more, you know, maybe goes to Hampi, goes to Kanata, goes to uh, Kajarao, you know, not do the typical, uh, that's the Taj and that's the gateway of India and bye-bye Tata, you know. Try to find a connection, see her talking to people on the road, uh, trying to connect with people and not make that into a stereotype. Make it into a road movie where a foreigner goes and explores the depths of India and becomes totally in, uh, in love with it and maybe streams about it or whatever. So that, that would be something where I would say that kind of a stereotype would be very positive for everybody involved. Just a follow-up. And trust me, this will be the last one. Uh, do you think there is a trust deficit when it comes to these things not happening? Because the the way the average Indian looks at it is, I'm just trying to oversimplify it for the benefit of everyone, is that when they see the West uh, stereotyping India as your typical slumdog millionaire, there is nothing yes. in India but problems. So do you think that creates a trust deficit scenario where we don't trust them and they keep portraying us in a certain way that uh, to for a project like this to fructify, it's it's just the, the social situation is not there. And, and for something like this to come off, you actually need trust from both sides. Oh, you need more money and a big name, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more of an issue if you want to have any project done the first question is like who have you attached to it and because they're still thinking a big name is bringing people into the cinema you know uh, that's the same here and the same there you know i'm talking about both the sides so that's more of an issue uh, the money there's the money that's that's more of an issue big big name needs to be attached to a project and then it can take off not not the story is important that's interesting. So, uh, so eventually it all boils down to capitalism, I guess. I guess so. I guess so. Because I, I have a friend who has a fantastic script and he would love to cast me in uh, the uh, mother's part. Uh, and he can't because he needs to have a big American name attached to the project. So he can't work with me, even though he would love to work with me because the funding that he's getting, the funding is tied up with this um, clause this has to be there. A big name has to be there. Otherwise, you're not getting the funding and then you can't do it. And better to make the movie. Ah, well, Suzanne, it is what it is. So before we wrap things up, one, yeah, uh, you know, I, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I, I you know, when I, I, I uh, made the pro podcast uh, stream page ready yesterday, so I, I'll tell you, I got a couple of emails and I have to tell you on behalf of my listeners and viewers, they, they, they loved your role in, especially in Ashoka. So they, they told me that, can you please tell her we absolutely loved and adored her uh, 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 in that movie. So uh, on behalf of my listeners and viewers, uh, I want to thank you once again. 
for coming on the podcast and uh, spend, uh, spending some time chatting with everyone and even answering the audience questions and i wish you nothing but success and i and i hope that we get over uh, these uh, these stereotypes and we can start looking at people as individuals first and at the race and ethnicity and uh, group memberships next and and uh, wishing uh, hopefully okay. we'll see you back on the podcast again oh i would love to this was uh, very interesting i enjoyed it a lot and thanks to technology nowadays we can do these kinds of things and they are amazing thank you once again all right guys we're going to wrap today's podcast up over here but before we wrap the podcast once again in the description of the podcast i have left uh, suzanne's twitter handle and her website you can go and check all her work out you can follow her on social media as far as i'm concerned i'll request all of you to like the charwork podcast uh, uh, video subscribe to me on youtube leave a comment Also, if you want to support the Charvak podcast, you can become a member on YouTube, Patreon, Fanmo. You can buy the merch on Kushalmera dot com or send your donations through UPI. I try my best to have discussions that nobody wants to have. I don't do clickbait because that's not my nature. I try to have these issues because somebody has to do them, and you, the people who support me. keep driving me so please keep supporting me and i'll go on addressing these issues i'll see you next time until then namaste take care bye bye